What's up, everybody? It's Jamia Daniels with another episode of First of All, the podcast. Today, we have Christine with us. Um, she is a lovely young woman um, from that lives in Texas, goes to CFNI, Christ for the Nations Institute. Um, and Christine, thank you so much for being here today. How are you doing? Yes. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me, Jamia. Again, my name is Christine. I'm doing great. Um, just a little bit about myself. I was born and raised in New York. I came to know the Lord at the age of 16. I was raised Catholic, but didn't really know the Lord until I was 16. Um, I went to a couple different colleges, spent two years in Boston, two years in Florida, and then God finally moved me here to Dallas, Texas to go to Christ for the Nations Institute Bible College. I'm also currently getting my uh, master's degree of public health and global health, and I am a youth pastor at my church. So that's just a little bit about me, but I'm doing great. How are you? Wow, she's got credentials. (laughs) Here for it. That's so awesome. I'm glad that you like are able to kind of travel around and like experience a lot a lot of different environments because New York seems like it's complete opposite of like Florida. So oh, yes. And, and Texas. I mean nothing the same. Wow, that is in, that is very intense. I'm doing well, by, by the way. Um, so what was it like kind of growing up in New York and um, traveling around? So you you grew up in New York and then right after you graduated from high school is when you started going um, to different states and, and schools and stuff? Yes. So actually growing up in New York, I, I, I didn't grow up in the city city. So I wasn't like in New York City, you know, growing up in the inner city and stuff like that. But I... Mm-hmm was um I was raised in like a suburb right outside the city and it mm-hmm. was it was interesting because it was the suburbs but because it was so close to the city and a lot of people from the city or who worked in the city um moved out there with their families it's almost as if the suburb kind of took on an inner city culture um, it took on that uh, urban yeah. culture and lifestyle and stuff like that. So when I moved from there to um, Boston, I moved right into the city. And so even though I never lived in the city, it almost felt like I was living in the city and I was used to it because I just understood the culture of city life. Um, but the hardest transition yeah. I've had was really moving to Florida and because the weather, mm-hmm. there's like no season change. It's always hot, right. humid, moist for yeah. me. It just wasn't. Yeah. Um, it was a great two years and God did a lot. But he literally would have to part the heavens, pick me up from Dallas and literally place me in Florida <laughs> if I would ever live there again. Um yeah, it, Florida's just not for me. It's a great vacation spot. I can go there for a short while, but yeah. I can yeah. go there. Um, and then Dallas is almost kind of like um, in New York and Boston and the city vibe and the urban culture. Mm-hmm. So that um, so living here actually feels really comfortable and it feels a lot homey. Even if I don't really have family here, it still feels very homey mm-hmm. um, because of the atmosphere. Yeah, so, yeah. 
For sure. Yeah, I love Dallas. If I could move to Dallas, I totally would. I just love, mostly because of the food. If anybody knows me, they know I just like to eat. And I'm personally from, I'm from Colorado. And so we don't have a lot of options here. Like there was an an In-N-Out burger that literally just opened up like two days ago and there was a literal 12-hour wait for In-N-Out. Don't understand it. Don't understand that at all. But, you know, live your life. (laughs) Um, And people just, people just go crazy out here because there's not many options. And so I would love to be in Dallas because also there's no snow down there. It is hot. But it's not this dry heat. It's just it's just mm-hmm. a lot different. But I completely understand in terms of like homie, because people in the South in general are usually just a lot nicer. People like oh, speak yeah. to you in public. In New York, that's <laughs> just, not the case. <laughs> right. <not> the case. <laughs> exactly. So I mean it would be a nice change, but I, I really appreciate um Dallas and I feel the same way about Florida. Yeah. As soon as I step off the plane, because I, you know, am low-key asthmatic, I'm not like you know, like asthmatic, asthmatic, but I'm low-key right. asthmatic. And so as soon as I step off the plane, I'm still trying to catch my breath. It's entirely too much. So I completely understand um, about Florida, but that's so cool. It's it's awesome to be able to be re- well-versed and whatnot. I've personally only lived in Colorado for my entire life, but um, it was my goal to be able to move out of state um, at some point. And so when me and my husband get to that point, we're, we're we are out of here, but <laughs> not exactly sure where we're going to go yet. But that's awesome to be able to kind of have that uh, variety and um, to experience different cultures and different places and stuff. So um, Christine also has a Instagram li- an Instagram live series that she did on her Rain to Rain Instagram page. Um, it was a it honestly was a true blessing to kind of just watch those. Um, she just had these conversations with other people about that story. And if you want to, let's can you tell us a little bit about um, how you started it and why you started it? Why I started Rain to Rain or why I started the series? Um, let's do both of them. Both? Okay. <laughs> so Rain to Rain, actually, I started... It was an idea that popped into my head. Um, when was it? Probably right after high school, like maybe my first year in college. Or it was either like senior year of high school or first year in college. And I just remember still, no, it had to have been senior year of high school because I was still in youth ministry. Um, I was still a, a, in youth group. And I just remember I hated writing when I was growing up. Like, right, like I did well on writing assignments, but I hated actually doing writing assignments. And so I just remember one day um, the idea of having a blog popped into my head. And I said, this has to be the Lord because I know myself, I would not Mm -hmm. choose to do something that I hate. And so I remember I got the idea and then I pitched it to my best, two of my best friends. And one of them was like, that's so crazy. I've been feeling really led to write and to connect with younger girls, this, that, and the third. And so she was on board immediately. And then we had another friend that kind of went off on a different direction in terms of just like schooling and faith and things like that. So she couldn't really um, join in on it. She didn't feel led by the Lord to really do that. So Mm -hmm. we talked about it and it was like, Initially, when we first got the idea, we were all in. We started mapping it out, everything. And then it was like, we just both went silent. And it went silent within our spirits for about like two years. And then I just Mm. remember coming back to the idea one day, just popping up. And I was like, man, God's bringing back writing again. And I just feel like we should do it. So I reached out to her and I just told her that. And she was like, that's funny. I've been starting to write again too. And I've been feeling like we need to get this. And at this point we didn't have a name for it, but she was like, I think we should start this up again. And I got nervous because I was like, man, we don't have any outline, any layout. Like, what are we going to do now? Mm-hmm. You can start from scratch. 
Next thing you know, we went back to stuff that we talked about, everything that we needed, like everything was literally laid out. And so we were like, this is perfect. Let's start from here. Let's start writing. Um, And so we got into it again. And then again, we fell off. And I don't know if it was just life or the craziness and the busyness of it. And she started going to college and I moved again. Um, So then it wasn't until 2019 that we really launched and pushed forward with social media. We had a website, everything. Um, And that's when Rain to Rain really took off. And that's when we really started. And then um, coming into this season where we're at right now, we have always, we've always had great ideas and different topics, different ideas, things that we want to write up write about things that we wanted to do. I think the biggest thing was really finding a way to creatively do it and present it. And so we had thought about um, rewritten. And the idea and the basis of what Rain to Rain really is, is the fact that God rewrites our stories and that our stories, whatever Mm -hmm. we went through in our past, whatever we're currently going through now is not the end all be all. Like we can go through like situations and we can think that where we're at, it's like a period at the end of a sentence, that's it, it's done. But in reality, God's like, no, this is a comma. I'm still writing. I'm not done. And so Mm -hmm. um, the whole premise and backstory of rain to rain, like the meaning of it is that God, um, if you look in Acts, when God is pouring, uh, when the Holy Spirit is poured out upon the people in Acts, you see that they are changed they're cha- like all of them are changed. They become one in unity. Um, they don't let anyone lack. And there's just a whole mm-hmm. shift in their demeanor and they just change. And so when God is pouring out his spirit, when God is pouring things out upon us, it's so that there's an everlasting change within us. It's not so that we stay the same. And when and when he pours it out, it's also not so we stay in the same place that we are, where we feel like we're a pauper or things like that. But when we truly believe the God that pours these things out upon us, we then can reign and position ourselves where he has called us to. And that's sons and daughters as the most high king. That's priests and us being you know, kings and being part of the royal priesthood and things like that. So just really understanding our position in this world um, when we understand mm-hmm. what it is that he pours out upon us. So in that, in knowing that God, like in rain to rain and in knowing that God is rewriting our stories, he's rewriting things within us. Um, we decided to do this series called Rewritten where I just wanted people to come in and share their testimonies because it was great for the first couple months when we were you know, starting up rain to rain, building up social media. And it was just my testimonies and my partner's testimonies. But it was like, yeah. we're not the only two that go through this. We're not the only two who's God, who God has rewritten their stories or is in the process right. of rewriting their story. And it's not just the story of salvation, but like every day God can rewrite a part of our lives, so re- rewrite a part of our story. And so right. we decided to just bring on some friends and allow them to share their story, allow them to share whether it was their salvation story or a time where they really felt like God rewrote what love meant to them or was rewriting um, you know, some things that they were just going through personally. And so that was the whole premise of where the rewritten series came from and how Rain to Rain actually started. Wow. That's actually that's actually amazing in terms of just kind of how that started and how it kind of evolved from 
um, just within itself, starting as, you know, an idea you and your friend were both being spoken to by God. And he was really putting that and placing that in the both of you. And you kind of started that journey. And then it kind of lingered. Like you said, it kind of fell off for a little bit, but then it had that rejuvenation that, um, that, that new anointing on it um, and how that kind of rain to rain was that story in itself was also, is also really dope. Um, and I think, I think it's awesome that you're able to give uh, or to have a platform, even though I think it was just, was it just a one week series? Yes. It or was, was it something just, that you were planning on? For right now, it was just a one week series. Um, we were just looking to see how it would go and mm-hmm. the response that we would get, how that felt within our schedules. Cause we both are still students and, you know, I'm going for my master's degree yeah. and my partner is currently in pharmacy school. So our schedules are really packed with just school in and of itself. So we're really trying to steward it the best. And we don't, you know, want to just start anything just to start it, but we really want to do it to excellence as, and as if we're doing it unto the Lord. Right. You know? So hopefully right. we'll do some more. Yeah. Started. Yeah, for sure. For sure, because I think that I think they were impactful. I think that um, it's so important because um, I know, like the Bible says, by the word of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, and that's such a big part of it is being able to um, have other people and other perspectives because people come to Christ from all different like aspects and from all different walks. Like people, um, we meet at the same place, but the way we get there is so different. So it's so important to be able to. Um, like hear the stories of of different kind of people and and see how um, everyone views their journey and it's it's super inspiring. So I'm really I'm really glad that you guys were able to um, kind of come together with that. And even just so, even though it was just a, a one week series, it was it was a real blessing. So um, Thank you. I want to know. Absolutely. <laughs> I want to know. Kind of. I know you said you've told your testimony on your page and whatnot, but kind of how how has your life kind of been been rewritten or what was a point in your life where you feel like it was rewritten? Oh, yes. Um, so I feel like my life was rewritten at the age of 16 or like the process began at the age of 16. So um, before mm-hmm. that, I was raised in a Catholic home. Um, I was definitely raised by Caribbean parents. They were immigrants. So I'm a first-gen American. So all the pressure is on me. Um, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, my my parents went through a divorce and I didn't realize how much it really affected me um, up until I was about mm-hmm. 16, where I just found myself in a really, a really dark place. I dealt with a lot of mental illnesses at, around that time, depression, anxiety, paranoia, all that. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. I had suicidal thoughts, all of that. And it wasn't until I was explaining my situation to one of my best friends that I was telling her, Hey, like this is what I'm going through, and I. The only thing that I could remember so vividly during that time was knowing that I wanted to go back to church, but I didn't want to go back to the church that we were going to, because um, my best friend and I we grew up yeah. in the same Catholic church and um, all of that. And so I just told her, I was like, I know I want to go back to the church, I want to pursue God, but I don't want to go back to the church that we were at. And lucky enough, something that I didn't yeah. know was she was actually attending a different church. Um, just her herself, wow. she was going to a youth group. And so she was like, listen, mm-hmm. why don't, on Wednesday, why don't you come out with me? We're going to go to youth group. I go to this different church. It's really cool. I've been going there for like a month, whatever. Da, 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 da. And it was totally different. I was like, yeah, let's go. Like, I'm down. And so we were actually going to a non-denominational church. I went with her Wednesday night. And honestly, before I even walked into the door, I didn't know it then, but the Holy Spirit was literally meeting me in my heart. Like, I just felt such a wow. weight 
But it wasn't a weight like I felt like I was carrying something. It was a weight like as if something was being pressed out of me. And before I even walked into the doors of the church, I just wanted to cry. Like, I don't know. I, I, when I look back at it, I can, I can say like, wow, that was really the Holy Spirit. Like I was feeling the tangible presence of the Holy Spirit. Um, but then, but I, at the moment, I didn't know what was happening. And that same day, um, I gave my life to Christ. And from then on, I was just pursuing the Lord and it wasn't the perfect walk. It wasn't, um, you know, something that, I got right off the bat, like in the sense of it wasn't like I just became this radical Christian and everything in my life changed. It was definitely a process and a working with God. There was a lot of undoing, a lot of reteaching from the Lord. Um, but that's yeah. when God really began to rewrite my story was when I was in that position and my friend invited me to church. And today, um, I still feel like God is still rewriting my story in different areas. Um, that was like my salvation story. But now I feel like he's refining a lot more little things within me, whether it is my definition of faith, um, what true love is, um, different things like that. Awesome. Yeah, it's so crazy because people, um, especially because like I'm a PK, I'm a preacher's kid. I grew up Kojic. I've been in church like all my life, even before I was born. I've always been in church. And people don't realize that um, even though you're a kid who grows up in church, a lot of times um, while you're growing, you're kind of dependent on your family and your parents' perspective of God and um, kind of them teaching you and just kind of what you hear in church. But people don't realize that you have to have your own journey and experience with God in order to truly like love and trust him like fully. Like you have to be able to go through your own stuff and realize that when I go through my own stuff, I, I'm not just saying that I believe in God because I was told to or that I saw my parents doing it or I saw my siblings doing it, but because I genuinely had to go through my own stuff and God was the one who pulled me out of it. And um, our personal journeys are so important. Um to not only ourselves, but to also, like I was saying before, to be a testimony to others. And that's kind of how it happened with me as well. I was, you know, growing up and um, being in the Kojic Church, of course, I would see a lot of stuff that I didn't, you know, agree with or like. And people oftentimes confuse people with the church, like the people who go to the church with Mm -hmm. the actual church. And um, when you see certain stuff that people who claim to be Christians or people who claim to be like representations of God and Jesus, it's like... um, it kind of pushes you into a place, especially when you're young of like, well, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to, if that's what God is, then, you know, why? Like, why would I want to, why would I want to worship that? You know, and it's, it's not until you get to that point where you, you know him for yourself. Cause I had to be able to, you know, break through of denomination and like goes, I also went to a non-denominational church and Mm -hmm. I had to be able to learn for myself. Like I had to be able to learn how to apply the word to my actual life and not just know it as this thou and thine and all those things. And just kind of, you know, guesstimate as to like, okay, maybe this is applicable to this. Maybe this means this, like actually have to study it and understand it for myself. So I think that's such a huge part of like the journey to become a Christian is like knowing God for yourself and really kind kind of uh, forcing you, not forcing yourself, but putting yourself on this, this walk. Like you have to be the person to initiate that step of like, of walking towards him. Like you have to learn it. You have to, you have to know him for yourself for sure. So that's, that's awesome because that's, that's uh, the testimony of so many people that I know where they, they started one way mm-hmm. and then they had to take a whole nother, whole nother route yeah. to get where they are today. So 
Um, I know this year specifically has been absolutely wild, in in my opinion. It's been a real roller coaster, absolutely. to be honest. <laughs> Since January 1st, it's just been... Whew. So um, how have you had to shift your perspective this year and why? Wow. That's a, that's a huge <laughs> question to unpack. Um, and I think shifting... Honestly, I think shifting my perspective is something that God wants me to do every day. But I think what yeah. I think what really forced me to understand the importance of shifting my perspective was quarantine and like the yeah more so the the lockdown order that happened earlier in the year, um, where like every state mm-hmm. was in lockdown. I think having to really sit and stop and not do anything because I'm such a I can be such a doer at times. I love the go. I love the fast yeah. life. I love just like the grind and being on the go. Um, it's not t- tiring or really stressful for me. It's something that, it's almost like a rush, you know, to just be able to do, 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 yeah. do, do. Um, but when God sat me down and when, you know, all of COVID was happening and it's still happening, but when the lock, when it was at its worst and the lockdown orders were put into yeah. place, uh, the stay at home orders, um, I really, it really made me had to stop and face myself and face God a whole lot more than I think I'd ever have. Because I think a lot of times like, oh, we'll just wake up in the morning and we'll just, you know, give him like an hour or two or, you know, like of just me and him time. You know what I mean? Um, But I think there was so much time with him during the, the stay at home order that I really could only depend on him, you know, I could only depend on him for sanity and for peace because I love going out and resting was such an anomaly for me because it's not something that I did often. (laughs) And so in that time, I think because, because I was put in a place to really spend more time with him and more than I normally do on a daily basis, I think God really took the time to expose a lot. And I think it was through the exposure. And it wasn't even that I was asking God for it, but I think I just really started seeing things differently. And it was it was as he began to speak and show me things that I began to realize that um, my perspective wasn't totally um, through... King- like, I wasn't seeing things through a total kingdom perspective. And so... Yeah. It was during that season that in stopping and not speaking and being quiet, even in the midst of, you know, like the social unrest and all these social injustices and all the COVID, everything that was happening in that time, God really just told me to just, I need you to just sit and just stay quiet and watch. And I think in those instructions, I really, he really began to filter things through his perspective, through his lens, through kingdom perspective. Um, And so I think it was super necessary for that to happen and for my perspectives on certain issues and certain things going on in this world to really shift to be a kingdom culture for the simple fact that I truly believe that God is not done with this generation. He's not done with America. He's not done with this world. And there's still so much more there's so much more that God wants for his, like, to see on earth. Like, he, there's so much more that God wants of his kingdom to be a part of earth. 
You know what I want. You know what I mean. Like he wants to see more, whether it's through yeah. revival or just seeing more people come to to his kingdom and know his name and things like that. And so, there's no way to effectively be used by him or to move into that position if you're not operating or seeing things from his kingdom. Because how can you bring people to a place that you haven't been yet? Or how can you get people right. to see something that you haven't yeah. seen yet? You know? Exactly. And so I really think shifting my perspective not only helps me in this season to have a whole lot more peace, it helps me heal from a lot of hurts. Yeah. It helps me do a lot of things. It helps me rest. Uh, and it helped me not worry and really just give all that was going on to him. But it also positioned me and helped shift me um, to be able to to know where I stand, to have biblical backing, to have compassion, to be able to listen to, you know what I mean? Not just go solely off of emotion and how I feel, but to know how to really wait on the Lord and to speak his word and to move in how he wants. And so I think the biggest reason why my, you know, a shift a shift in perspective needed to come was not just for the healing of myself, but I think it's for what God is going to lead me to do in this upcoming season. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it was, I think there was so much, there was so much that happened in the isolation of this year, um, both challenging and both super positive. There was so much that was to be uncovered within the isolation and especially because nobody was expecting it. Right. Um, we were kind of all forced to just kind of sit down and look at yourself kind of thing, like sit down <laughs> and see what you're doing. Like um, I know for me, it was, this was the toughest year of my, of my life probably because um, this was my, this is my first year of marriage. Uh, my one year anniversary was just in October um, of this year. And so Thank you very much. Um, so being like, we, my husband and I have been together for like eight years, a little bit over eight years total. And mm-hmm. we've only been married for this past year and we've spent so much time together. But us kind of being isolated in the same space forced us to really um, look at us and look at what we say we are and compare that to who we really are. That's good. And what we said we were, what we said we were was that we were, you know, we were happy, we were, you know, whole, we were, you know, you know, we loved God, you know, we trusted God, this, this, and that. But it was honestly really kind of put to the test this year within, just within our relationship. And it's it's crazy because Isaiah 40 and 31 was one of my favorite scriptures, but I, we learned in, in my church, we learned that like when it says they that wait upon the Lord is not you sitting and waiting, it's you serving, like you're waiting on him. You're not waiting for him. You're, you're waiting on him in terms of, you're waiting on him in terms of what can I do to, to serve you? What can I mm-hmm. do to be more like you? What can I do to change, to please you? Like that's, that's what that wait was. And in this in this year, it seemed like we kept waiting for this um, pandemic to be over and over and over. And even kind of looking back, like at the beginning, it's really funny because we all thought it would be like three weeks. We're like, oh, three weeks is not bad. Like, we'll be fine. It's like right. seven months, eight months later, we're still here, but <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> and um, we, kept, we kept waiting for there to be an end. But I think that this is really a time when God kind of wanted to let the earth breathe. Like they, he wanted to let, um, mm-hmm. to kind of give this break to his creation and also um, kind of sit everybody down to see what we were doing to it and to ourselves and how that was right. a reflection of him. Because it's like, you know, when you create something 
and you give it to somebody and they just kind of treat it like whatever, then like that kind of, you know, you're kind of like, you kind of feel some type of way about that. You're like, first of all, I worked hard on this. (laughs) I need you to respect, put some respect on my stuff. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like it was so necessary. Like this year was, there was so many, so much loss, so much like anguish, so much sadness in this year, but it was also so necessary for people to be able to um, really kind of take a look at themselves and start that process of being rewritten, of being restored. And I really think that that's what he wanted with throughout this entire process was restoration. Like, and he even says like, I will heal you. Um, like if you trust in me and people just had this kind of like shallow trust thing where it's like, you know what, you know, I'm, I'm working on this and I'm good right now. And so, you know, I trust you, God, like if anything were to happen, I don't think it will, but uh, you know, I trust you. And then something happens and you really have to like, okay, let's test this trust. <laughs> like you said, you trust it. So what's up? <laughs> you know, like, right. and that's been such a, that's been such a, such a weird thing to grapple with this year. But that's definitely something that shifted my perspective was I really had to look at myself and I really had to address like all the things I was kind of pushing away and like, you know, shoving down into the back, like I'll deal with it later, really was like, nah, sis, you don't have a choice. You're going to deal with it now. Right. And <laughs> all the pride, all the like anger, all the, you know, um, shame and all of that just really kind of all came in at one time. And had to be dealt with, but I feel like we're all so much better for it now um, in terms of just the growth and just being just being and doing better in general. Like I'm super excited about the growth that I have this year because it was more growth just in this one year than I've seen in my whole life. And so, yes, uh, I don't know, 2020 has been definitely a, a curse and a blessing for sure. <laughs> it has been a lot, but I think like you said, God has positioned all of us, you know, in this year to really begin the process of being rewritten and not just, oh, let's come to the Lord and know Him. But can you imagine the amount of things that like came up during this time that maybe a lot of us were blind to that we didn't realize needed changing and He's rewriting that story, rewriting the story of families because, you know, people being stuck together in a home or just... It's a beautiful thing. And it's a process that is hard. That is not easy. It doesn't happen overnight. You don't just go to sleep, wake up the next morning and everything is okay. Like it's a process. It's going through the fire. It's being refined. But it's one of those things where it's like the fruit that comes from it is so priceless. So priceless. For sure. It really is. Yeah, it really, really is. And I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful in general. And God is still for sure working on me in so many areas because I still, you know, I'm working on it. <laughs> but He's He's going to continue to work on me. And I just pray that we can all stay faithful. And I really hope that this conversation um, kind of helps someone and um, helps them or kind of inspires them to want to dig deeper in God and want to um, even rewrite their story. And I think it's possible for anybody. So thank you so much, Christine, for coming coming through today and talking with me for a little bit. I really appreciated this conversation. It was awesome. Um, thank you for and for me. everybody... Absolutely. And for everybody, her Instagram is rain to rain. So that's rain like the water to T-O, rain, like, you know, put your crown on. Um, And if you want to follow her on Instagram, she's on there. Is there anywhere else you guys are at? Um, No, just those two for right now. We are working on our website and getting that up again. So just be on the lookout for our rain to rain website coming soon. 
For sure. It's awesome. Guys, go ahead and check it out. It's a super, super, super big blessing. So definitely go ahead and check Rain to Rain out on Instagram. And thank you so much, Christine, for um, coming in today. I really appreciate you. We'll close out in prayer and then we'll head out. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for today's conversation. We pray that um, this talk was able to touch someone, that they would be able to find grace, love, and freedom in you, and that they would be able to be rewritten. And we pray that they would keep you first of all glorified in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you again. All right. Thank you so much. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. 